0: Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from bed rest here in Detroit. And let me tell you, bed rest is not as fun as people think it is. You know, you you hear bed rest and you're like, oh, like you get to watch TV all day, and blah, blah, blah. But it also means I'm cut back on working and all that other good stuff, which I need to heal. I know that, but part of me just really wishes that I could you know, write an article. Like I used to write an article in a couple of hours and then spend the rest of the time working on fiction. I haven't worked on fiction in almost a month, um, because I'm the pain is so real. Um, but enough about my whining. I have some big exclusives coming up to for you this episode. Um and Will's gonna be joining us later on for PolyTalk. So Let's just get this party started with our first big exclusive. I don't know why I just thought I was Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> but most of y'all have heard that Zek Efron is in a new relationship and he's in Australia just like living it up, um, you know, with his girlfriend and everything is kosher. It's a lie. It is a lie. So here's what the truth is. Um, we, we all know, or if you don't know, you will now. Um, it's very easily google that Zac Efron has had substance abuse issues in the past. Um, and the gossip sites have all said that he's fallen off the wagon at various points in time. Uh, Sometimes because I think they just want the clicks, and sometimes I think they actually heard that um, he actually did fall off the wagon. Well, I am here to tell you, I have seen video firsthand of Zac Efron snorting coke. Um, In the video, he is half naked, uh, basically down to just his boxers with a bunch of buddies. And they all take turns snorting the Coke. And and they're all pretty much dressed the same way. Uh, I don't know if this was an ongoing party. Um, The clip I seen was about three and a half minutes. uh, And Zach snorted at least two lines of Coke um, before it cut off. So, uh, and this comes courtesy of my, of my L.A. source, who has been very, very on top of a lot of these breaking stories. So, what is actually happening right now with Zach Efron? He is in rehab. Um, I don't know if it was this party or another party, um I didn't get clarification before um I recorded, but Zach overdosed and he was taken to a hospital in New Guinea. From New Guinea he went to um the hospital there couldn't handle uh the seizures that he was having. So he was sent to Australia um he stabilized now um and once he was well enough his team ushered him off to a rehab and they started planning the they were already planning a fake romance for him to uh promote help promote his Netflix uh reality series um about being in the wild and he has a couple movies that were coming up that he was They were hoping to be able to change the conversation from uh, negative to talking about the romance. So they just pushed the romance a little bit early. Uh, And they're starting to push this this new narrative of, well, maybe he won't want to come back to the United States because, you know, he's so happy with his girlfriend down there. That's buying them time while he gets clean and sober. The truth is, he's going to be back here in the United States, um, and he's going to be pushed into a media frenzy um, as he starts promoting everything again. Um, a lot of times, um, blind gossip, or um, not so much crazy days and nights, um, or like delisted, will come come up with um an item and but they're always very you know hopeful um that the person will quote-unquote get well and here's the thing addicts don't get well they they have to take everything day by day so putting this out there that you know we want you to get well or we hope you feel better it's wonderful don't get me wrong i i truly 100% believe that the people behind these sites have the best of intentions. But as someone who uh, has addicts in his family, I want to be realistic here. I want people to realize that um, this is a real disease and it's not a disease that goes away. So, I hope Zach does well on his recovery journey, but let's not shame him for falling off the wagon. You know, it happens. Um, The guys that he was with were clearly not good influences on him. And I think that, um, I think that with that, you know he really needs to pull away from that group of friends um and here's here's an an interesting tidbit um there's an older man his name escapes me, and i um when I tried googling it to find out for you guys um for whatever reason, I couldn't find it but a couple of years back, Zach was vacationing on a yacht with an older uh, i believe he was a businessman um very very wealthy. And all of the sites were basically saying that Zac Efron and this dude were together. They were, they were a couple. I'm not saying they weren't. Um, but in the video, the the males, the, the buddies that were around Zach were closer to his own age. Um, there, there was one who was slightly older... Um, but it, you couldn't really tell if they had money or not because they were all, um, in various states of undress. Um, so, um, you know, my first thought was, well, did they have sex? Like, was this an orgy type thing? Was this a, uh, you know, uh, and, um, shout out to Courtney, I know you're listening, honey. Hello! Um. You know uh Courtney and I were talking not about this, but about straight men living in houses together. I find it strange, and I always think that they hook up, but I think that's because that's what porn taught me <laughs> um, um, they could have all just been very comfortable with one another, and um you know they they just all were like, "Okay, hey, um." We're partying, it's almost bedtime. We can all be in our boxers, or we can all be nearly naked. I don't, um, I don't know the circumstances. I did not see them having sex. I did not, um, I did not see any indication that most of them were going to be, fooling around um there there was one part um that was interesting uh, but Will and I agreed that that um that part of the story uh, needs to develop a little bit more and we need to see um more of what was actually happening um for for both of us honestly the the interesting part here was that um, Zac Efron most decidedly fell off the wagon, and he is in rehab. Uh, no matter how his team tries to spin this, uh, of course, this is a breaking, developing story, and I am going to stay on top of it. Um, I asked my LA, LA source, no matter what time of day it is, um, to, Reach out to me if there's any uh, developments, and we can bring them to you as soon as they happen. But right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, one of the biggest stories, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, I thought this was going to be the lead story until um, the other... um the bigger stories were dropped in my lap, um, and then this got pushed to the middle of the show, so, anyways, um, Demi Lovato and her boyfriend, Max Elring, Elrig, however you say it, broke up, and I know, it's, it's the same old, like, oh my gosh, like, what the actual fuck, like, do we care, yes, yes, we do care. So, Max has been telling reporters that he didn't realize that his relationship was over until he read it in the tabloids and on the gossip site. Dimmy was like, oh, oh, hold the fuck up. You knew that we were done because I texted you and told you we were done. And so this is kind of like this is one of those breakups where you know it's just going to get messy and really messy really fast. Um, but it's not going to get messy enough for us to ever actually hear the truth about what happened. Except for your good old pale Ed. <laughs> I promised Will I was not going to say that. Um, well, I shouldn't say I promised him. I wasn't going to say that. Um, he really encouraged me not to. And I said I would think about not saying it. Anyways, that doesn't matter. What matters is, does Demi and Max break up? So, once they broke up, I knew I wanted to to learn more um, about what happened, why it happened. And, frankly, I wanted to know a little bit more about the relationship. Because it always struck me as very odd. Like I know you don't you can't help who you fall in love with and whatnot. But their relationship always seemed to have come out of nowhere. Um, and maybe that sounds shitty of me, but you know, a lot of times when people get together, it at least makes some sort of sense because they were friends or, you know, they were co stars but that's not the case here um they literally seem to to just decide hey we think we would be good together and then they they got together they made it official and (coughs) excuse me and so... And then they were not together anymore. <laughs> like... Someone... One of the Someone said that they were together eight months, which I still don't believe. Um, because they were engaged after six months. And uh, the last few months of their relationship, they were supposed to be um, planning on getting married. Uh, my LA source says no. Uh, they had never planned on getting married. Um... They were just going to go with the long engagement. And um, if people asked them or pushed them to answer about, you know, answer when they were going to get married and whatnot, um, they would then, excuse me, um, they would then um, kind of, they would then uh, just say that they, were choosing to um, enjoy each other and support one another's careers and whatnot. But a marriage was never going to be the end result of this. So what, what did each of them get out of this kind of marriage? Or this kind of arrangement, rather. Max got... Um, a higher profile. As soon as he started dating Demi, his social media numbers just went through the roof. And I've talked about this a hundred times, and I'll continue to talk about it. In today's um, entertainment industry, the higher your, so- your social media numbers, the better, or so it would appear. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the case, because if You have a million fans, but only ten of them are liking your posts. That kind of shows you. But Demi's fans are very active on her... On her social media, and... um, From all accounts, they were very active on his. um, Making him seem quite a bit more popular than what he is. And Demi got to look like a desirable woman who men couldn't wait to be with, who um, wanted to marry her. And this is especially important to her, her image for some reason. Even though she talks about being bipolar, she talks about, um, you know, she's allegedly very open with with almost everything in her life, um, so i don't know why she felt the need to um be desirable and whatnot um, that 's something you 'd have to ask her people. even my l a source can't um, can't explain it. <laughs> he doesn't think it makes sense. but someone very close to Demi told the source why the breakup really happened. Max had got a text from one of his exes. Now, if you're, if you're dating someone and they get a text from the ex, it might cause a, a fight. It might cause, you know, um, some tension in the relationship. But I'm going to venture a guess that it generally won't, wouldn't end the relationship. So why did it end this relationship? Because Max's ex was a man. And Demi is not upset that Max is gay. She's upset that he lied to her. See, part of being with her... Um, she always said was... She's always said, and it should be true of everyone... Honesty will go a long way with her. She felt that he wasn't being honest... And he was act- actively deceiving her. <coughs> now this source is uh, is the one who called him gay. That's not my words, um, because he's trying to he tried to play it off as though he's bi. But as Demi looked further into his dating history, um, he's never dated a woman, and their um, allegedly their sex time was non-existent. Um, and there could be multiple reasons for that, but most of, uh, most people believe that it was because he wasn't interested in having sex with her. Um, he, when he agreed to be her boyfriend, when they started going out public, his goal was exactly what he got, to increase his social media presence, um, so he could get, um, roles and whatnot. And Demi, for her part, seemed to be okay with this. Um, and what the LA source says is that um, Demi was very distraught um, because, you know, her dating a bad guy wouldn't be a scandal. Um, and, in fact, would be one more cause that she could check off her her to-do list, um, you know, um, because bi men really are, um, they're not really talked about. A lot of people say that if a guy comes out as bi, he's just on the train to homobile. Um, so if he had, you know, if he had told her up front, like, hey, I'm bi, or hey, you know, um, this is just going to be a relationship of convenience, then uh, everything would have been kosher and everything would have been fine. The fact that he hid it from her uh, is what really upsets her. And that's really understandable. Like, you know, you don't want someone lying to you. So where do we go from here? Right now there seems to, um, Demi seems to be releasing new music and trying to put the Max era behind her. Max is trying to reconcile because he's really worried about what happens when Demi stands turn on him. But don't, don't count on that happening. If they reconcile, um, whether it's as a couple or as friends, um, it will be a name only at this point. Uh, because she is very, very distraught at having been lied to, at having been um, played for a fool in her eyes. So, there you have it, the truth behind Emmy Lovato's breakup. And what's really going on with Max. But for now, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, I've promised you a Blockbuster episode, and so far, I think I have kept my promise. Um, But we're about to just blow the lid off. If you had low expectations, I need you to raise them a little bit. Please and thank you. When I promise you a a terrific episode, I really mean it. Um, So, over the summer... Uh, in July, it came out that Jada Pinkett Smith cheated on her husband, Will Smith. Uh, and a lot of people decried um, this. At first, Will and Jada tried to deny it. Uh, but the, the other man would not back down. Uh he you know, he just kept going at it and pushing further and further and further. So finally, uh, Jada and Will did a special episode of her red table talk where she confessed to having an affair. And we've I mean we talked about it, like it's not a huge thing. Um she called uh she called it an entanglement. And they, Will and Jada seemingly were moving on with their lives. Well, things are not always what they seem. Because Will Smith has been visiting divorce attorneys. Now I know y'all are going to be rolling your eyes and moaning that We've been here and heard this before. We have most definitely been here. And we most definitely have heard this before. Um, But this time it feels very, very different to me. Uh, Mostly because in the past... um, There's not been very much... There's not been very much um, movement on this front. But this time there is. And it's really, really bizarre to me um, that this is what pushed him over the edge. So as my source was detailing this for me, he said, you know, if you go look at their social media she posts about him regularly but he has done almost no posting about her so of course i had to um i i had to do it you know it's just who i am and sure enough he has not since the scandal broke he has not said one thing about her and she has posted regularly about him <clears throat> so what does this all wor- really boil down to it's not the fact that she cheated it's the fact that she got caught um, and i believe we discussed this in the in the previous segment about will smith and jada uh it's been an open secret in hollywood that their marriage is open um, I forgot. There's a media star, um, whose name is escaping me right now, um. But she's really big on social media. She goes on tour because she's a, she's a singer. And she claims that Will Smith has slept with her backup dancers. Her male backup dancers. Um. So, it, you know, in Hollywood, it's always been a a. Seat. An open secret for everyone that Will and Jada do this thing. Um, some people call them swingers. Some people just say that they have an open relationship. Um, I don't think they're they're the same thing, but I'm not gonna get into a lesson about it. Um, but so the their agreement has always been: if you're going to sleep with someone else then you need to um, be be discreet. Now, in this day and age, um, NDAs probably are not going to work anymore. Um, especially since legally they're being questioned as, as being reliable or not. But... Um their their agreement has always been sleep with people who are not going to talk, and she made the mistake of sleeping with their young protege so now I know you're I know you're all wondering what the fuck, so I'm going to tell you what the fuck. <laughs> Really at the end of the day, what I think this all boils down to, or what it is all going to boil down to, is um I, I truly believe that I truly believe that they love one another, to be honest. Um I don't know that they're in love or that they ever were in love. But uh, just like Jay-Z and Beyonce I completely believe that they love one another, not because they're the greatest actors, but because I think there's genuine affection between the two. Um, And it's the same thing with Will and Jada. I don't think that they're the greatest actors, but I most certainly do believe uh, that uh, that they love one another as friends and they want what's best for each other and for their children. So, with Will being seen going to, with Will, um, yeah, with Will Smith being seen going to, um, divorce attorneys, tongues are wagging, because this could be the messiest and dirtiest divorce that we've seen since Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Now they both have their secrets, and certainly the public is going to be on Will Smith's side initially. So would Jada's career be able to survive? Would Jada's career be able to survive this divorce? I don't think so. Um, you know, she has red table talk, which stands as Facebook's most popular series. Um, But I think a hit to her reputation could really affect that. Um, And she hasn't... I don't think she's really acted since she was in Gotham. Uh, And people have said that Will made her walk away from Gotham because he didn't like her Being on a weekly TV series, he felt it was bad. But then my question is, is if that's the case, why would he agree to her doing Red Tabletop, which is probably even more embarrassing and probably even more time-consuming. So I don't believe for one second that we'll talk her into walking away from that. Um, Either she was fired or uh, she just had a one-year deal and... Um, neither side either they couldn't come to an agreement or um they decided that they wanted to try something new. And uh as far as Will goes, he's seen his career um on the uptick lately. Um, Aladdin really helped submit his um movie star status, um, followed by... uh, There was another hit movie he was in that I I can't remember what it was. Um, And then, of course, he had the the Aim Lee film, which did not do well, critically or or financially, but um, he ended uh, 2019 Very Strong with uh, Spies in Disguise. So overall... You know, Will Smith is is gonna be okay. Um, so we're gonna keep on top of this divorce story, of course, uh, and I will bring you any new developments that occur. Uh, but for right now, I'm gonna take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And, you know, I was actually really surprised that we made it seven episodes without talking about Jake Paul. <laughs> but all good things must come to an end. And, okay, so first of all, no, we're not going to be talking about him having um, sex. Um, Well, kind of we are, but <laughs> this time I didn't actually have to watch it, so I'm a little bit okay with it. <laughs> just a little bit okay with it, though. (laughs) Um, So, um, thus far, we have talked about how Jake Paul has um, really weird views on sexuality. Um, The last time we spoke about him at length, We learned that he believes that as long as there's a female present or there's a female involved somehow, uh, whether it's uh, he has a girlfriend, the other guy has a girlfriend, or there's a female watching, uh, then whatever he does with a man is not gay. And I know a lot of you thought that that was preposterous, that, you know, this is the 21st century and those kind of outdated views were gone. Frankly I did too. However, um, that's not the case, um, as much as we want it to be. He um when he posted I don't know if you all remember this, but um his ex-wife Tana had joked about possibly doing a, uh, uh, creating an OnlyFans account. And Jake posted on Instagram a, a naked picture of himself with just a shrimp covering his dick. And he said if the, if the post got 3 million likes, he would create his own OnlyFans account. And many people thought he was joking. He was not. Um, There was actually, surprisingly, some solid math to this. So he figured... um, If 3 million people liked the post... And even 1% of that... Signed up, that would be like 30,000. And if he charged... um, my source said that he wanted to charge like twenty bucks, so he would be looking at very close um, to sixty thousand dollars. I think that that was the right math that we did he would, He'd be looking at a lot of money um, that's what we 're trying to say here uh, a month. And, to really up the ante, as Jake Paul likes to do, (coughs) Excuse me. To really up the ante, he started recruiting guys to film videos with him. Now, he was always going to spend this as a, a gay for pay type thing, you know, uh, since the majority of the people paying for his profile would likely be gay men, uh, young gay men, he wanted to, he was going to pretend like that he was just, quote unquote, sacrificing himself for the entertainment value of it all. He was quite disappointed when um the that post failed to make it to three million um, my l a source says our l a source says uh, that while he still believes that he could get a decent number of people to subscribe, he is concerned. About how it would look if he joined, um, and didn't, um, do really great numbers like, uh, Bella Thorne did. Uh, and that's what's keeping him right now, uh, away from doing it. <clears throat> the other thing that is allegedly keeping him from doing it, um... Is some insecurity about the size of his dick. Uh, While he has no problem showing off his rear side... The fact that a... A a shrimp emoji... Can cover... Um... uh, The fact that a shrimp... (coughs) Um... A shrimp emoji can cover... Um... and, And... And even hide... Um his dick uh is quite embarrassing to him. And he was a little bit worried that if he uh if he had gone through people would be teasing him about um not being the biggest man. Now as someone who has seen his dick, I would not call it small. I mean it's not huge, it's not like um, record-breaking or anything, but, um, I would, I would say he, he really has nothing to be ashamed of, um, and, you know, as I started talking to my LA source about this a little bit, um, what he believes is the case is, um, just a little bit of insecurity, Um, you know, there have been dick pics leaked of Jake Paul throughout the years. Um, but those were all taken at angles where you can't quite tell the real size, so to speak. Um, and, you know, when Logan had his dick pics leaked... A lot of people were really uh, amazed. And that's what put even more pressure on... On Jake. Uh, You know. And what really fit into his insecurities. All these people were talking about how great his brother's dick was. um, But then... No one was talking about how great his was. (coughs) Um, So... Uh, we talked about how there is a little bit of um, uh, dick envy within with guys, gay straight body doesn't matter. Um, sometimes you'll feel inferior. Sometimes you'll feel superior. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that you know that's kind of how <coughs> you know we all kind of go through it. Uh, most of us grow out of it, um. But Jake seems to revel in it, um. Not necessarily just with his brother, but with a lot of men, um. Because this is something that has really, um, that really shapes who his identity, um. You know, using uh, his sexual prowess. It seems to be one of the, uh, personality traits that he wants to show to the world, um, and even though the world is like, mm-hmm, we don't really care, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, my source, my LA source is staying on top of the story, unfortunately, um, because we are both kinda of curious as to um what's going to develop with the um what, what's gonna develop with the OnlyFans thing. Um my source believes with his whole heart that um that Jake is actually gonna go through with it. Um and he thinks that because it's a moneymaker. Um, It's a really good way for him to kind of start expanding more into the LGBTQ community uh, and um, slide sideways um, without people really batting an eye. So uh, as I hear more, I will pass it on to you. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, we have a rule here at Drunk Gossip um, that is called the Meghan McCain rule. And basically, that rule says anyone who is a celebrity that decides to get into politics automatically falls to me. And so it is using that rule that I have to talk to you about Meghan Markle's presidential aspirations. And I'm going to be honest, I never thought that was a sentence I was going to have to say in my lifetime. Um... Were any lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it seems so far-fetched to me. Um, it, but, of course, I was the one who thought that her and Harry weren't going to get married either, so... Of course, there's that. But... Um, here we are. So... I'm not even going to bother recapping because there's just so much shit going on with her. I will say that um, a judge ruled against her in in her lawsuit against the tabloid. Basically what the judge said was that she wanted wanted a book um, that was being used... um, by the tabloid to show that she's not trying to be private um, thrown out. However, the judge ruled that since she cooperated with the book, um, that meant she was cooperating with them. And uh, with that being the case, um, the book, it, it it invalidated her privacy. Her her um want and need for privacy uh, was invalidated. So we already knew all this, though. Like this woman is thirsty as fuck. She doesn't want privacy. Uh, what she wants is money. Money and power. She thought that by marrying Harry, she would have a lot more power. Um, and I don't know why she thought that. To be honest, I don't know if she thought that Will um, Prince William was going to abdicate. Um, but even if even if he did, theoretically, it would go uh, to Prince George, not to Prince Harry, like the entire, well, um, Prince William and, and Duchess Kate's, um, entire family would have to abdicate before it went to Prince Harry. Um, not, not to mention Prince Charles. Um, so again, I don't know what she was thinking. Um, but when she moved back here to the States, remember, um, there was, there was a big blow up um, where Trump said they have to pay for their own security, we're not paying for it for them. And she, uh, she and Harry countered that they were paying for their own security, but thank you for worrying. Or something um, along those lines. And at the time we just thought it was Trump being Trump. You know Trump was being petty, and he was. <laughs> Let's not get this twisted. Trump was most definitely being petty here, uh, but he was being petty for different reasons than we thought. Um. So we thought he was being petty because we thought he was being petty because. Um, you know, he was trying to do a show of force and like, look at me, I have this power. But it turns out that he was being petty because Meghan Markle actually has, wants to be president of the United States. And uh, so, I know y'all are thinking like, what the fuck? It was uncovered That she bought a Meghan Markle for president website. And. um, As such. um, She was hoping to launch her bid. Now, of course. uh, We're in the thick of the 2020 general election right now. So it seems like, um, it seems like she, she got the message and stepped down. But there's a, there's a very good chance that she actually did not get the message. Um, and when I say that, I'm not being catty. Okay, I'm being a little catty. Um, but um, she could have her eyes on twenty twenty four. Now, I don't know if you all remember, but we talked in in a blind item about how um about how she wanted to talk at the DNC. And organizers were like, No. We're good, thank you. Well, I thought it was just you know one of those things like she wanted a platform, and she did. But I was thinking too small. So I talked with I talked with my, LA source about this because I'd be, I'd already been compiling the story, um so I already had most of the facts in place, um but a lot of he helped show me a, where I was thinking wrong and. Uh, he actually knew her back when she was a suitcase, a suitcase girl on Deal or No Deal. So even back then, she had her eye on the prize. Now she didn't. Um, back then, she didn't necessarily have her eyes on the royal family. But she had her eyes on very powerful men here in the United States. And she watched um, with great interest of how um, they rose through the ranks. And when Trump won in 2016, seemingly going from Uh, private citizen to (coughs) going from private citizen to um, the top politician in arguably the entire world she decided that she was going to follow that same path. And so she's been working on getting her name recognition. She's been working on um Laying out her road much the same way that Donald Trump did, um, all those years where he would tease a presidential run and, um, you know, made sure his name was tossed about in these political, um, stories. And she even figured that if she could engage in a feud with him, then that would really secure a base for her, a coalition for her to run. Now, I know 2020 has been really fucked up, um, and lots of crazy stuff has happened. But one of the things that I think we can all agree um, is that from the time Joe Biden announced his candidacy, the nomination was his to lose. Um, we've seen Pete Buttigieg, who is wonderful, um, lead the be the front runner for a while, for a very long time. Elizabeth Warren was the front runner for for a bit. Um, Bernie Sanders um, seemed to have finally gotten traction, and then Joe Biden swooped in, and. My my LA source asked me, you know, can you imagine what would have happened if Megan threw her name in? And she was very close to doing it. <clears throat> However, one of the things that stopped her were her royal duties. And by the time those royal duties were um set set aside and discarded um The the process was nearly over, and uh, she wouldn't have had time to secure enough delegates to win. But that hasn't stopped her. She really wants to be president. And one day, hopefully, she is no longer my problem, and Will has to talk about her. <laughs> and Will's going to be super mad at me for that. But, y'all, Will is coming up next with Politalk. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening as always.
1: and until next time we talk. Cheers Hey folks, welcome back to this week's Poly talk. It has certainly been a time since we last talked. Trump has released his nominee for the Supreme Court. as many expected it would be. It is Justice Amy Coney Barrett who has clerked for as a for the Supreme Court in the past and most recently served as a justice in the appeals circuit, one appointed by President Donald Trump. Ms. Barrett has drawn headlines in the past for her decisions, as well as her membership in the controversial Christian group known as the People of Praise, a sect which many former members have called a cult and which has... Drawn condemnation from Christian as well as progressive uh, groups for its extreme beliefs, including but not limited to, wives must be submissive to their husbands. Barrett is seen by many on the left as an existential threat due to her open statements on abortion, how she believes it should be illegal across the country in all circumstances, most circumstances at least. And how she believes that a lawyer or a justice should have no, feel no obligation to follow legal precedent if they feel it conflicts with the Constitution. Her rulings on the appeals circuit have also drawn a lot of contention. With Republicans claiming that she is acting in her normal capacity as a judge, but many Democrats claiming that she is overreaching in order to... Deliver rulings based on her faith more than the law. Now, I'm sure this is going to sound like a bit of a joke, but I'm not, I really am not one to blatantly catastrophize on a, well, what I've prided myself on is a, as a factual political podcast. However, it's difficult to imagine a scenario in which the appointment of, if I may say so, a fairly nakedly partisan foot soldier to the Supreme Court does anything good for the already shaky popular legitimacy of that body. On to slightly brighter topics. The first presidential debate was held this week between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It was moderated by Chris Wallace of Fox News, who has drawn ire from Trump in the past for questioning him too aggressively during interviews the bait, the debate was to put it pl- bluntly pretty fucking wild featuring on trump's side an extraordinary disregard for both debate rules and the truth trump insisted numerous times during the debate that his administration's response to the coronavirus has been great it wasn't and that a vaccine would be ready by november This is regarded as highly unlikely by most experts in the field. Biden, for his part, quickly took an aggressive tone with the president, telling his viewers, it's hard to get a word in edgewise with this clown. And at one point, telling the president to just shut up, man, which I got to say, he's he's really living the dream up there. I got to say. Fundraising for Biden surged after the event. Likely a very happy outcome for the Biden campaign, if not the Trump campaign. And the debate committee is already looking for solutions to deal with the flagrant violations of debate rules. One solution that has gained a lot of traction in recent days is to simply mute the candidates' mics whenever they go over their allotted speaking time. I've got to uh, admit a personal bias here. I'm very much in favor of this solution, if only because I really want to see how Donald Trump reacts when his mic gets cut off. A few final pieces of news for the night. During the debate, Trump was asked to renounce the support of white supremacist groups, and he responded by telling the Proud Boys to stand by, quote, and by saying that this was really a law and order election, and that we had seen a lot of violence from BLM, this was greeted with horror by a lot of the commentators and cheers by the aforementioned Proud Boys, who, for those in the know, for those not in the know, are a white supremacist militia that have been very active in Portland recently. And after Trump's tweet, openly started making plans to go back to launch further counter-protests. Coronavirus cases are on the rise, once again, in 27 states, after a relatively long-term plateau, and the governor of Texas has just closed a huge number of ballot drop-off points in his state, citing a desire to only have one per county for, and I quote, ballot security reasons, and also to enable poll monitors to monitor, well, monitor people who drop off ballots. The practice of even having poll watchers at all has been criticized in the past, as many poll watchers historically have engaged in voter intimidation practices. Anyway, that is all for this week. Thank you all for tuning in to Drunk Gossip. I'll be here next week with the latest updates. Cheers.